0: You are listening to the Enterprise Ireland Evolve UK
1: podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Enterprise Ireland Evolve UK podcast. On this week's episode, we take a hiatus from our usual UK market focus to have a look at a key part of our work stream in Enterprise Ireland, our graduates. The Enterprise Ireland International Graduate Programme places graduates in one of our international offices for two years where they support Irish companies to export to that marketplace. Today, four of our UK-based graduates who work across various different sectors discuss what working in Enterprise Ireland is like and what a day in the life of an Enterprise Ireland graduate consists of. Next week, we will return to our sector and market focus podcast, but this week I hope you will enjoy our podcast from our graduate team. Thanks for listening to the Enterprise Earnings Laval UK podcast and please subscribe on your favourite podcast platform.
0: Hello and welcome to Enterprise Ireland UK's day in the life of a graduate podcast. I'm Conor Stone, graduate based in London, and I look after clean tech, consumer, paper print and packaging. And I'm joined today by my colleagues Niamh Kearney, Amy Palmer and Kevin Fenley. The aim of our chat today is to leave you with a better idea of what it's like to work as a graduate in Enterprise Ireland's UK offices, both in Manchester and in London. And for any new graduates that are listening, we hope this helps you when you're preparing to start your new role in Enterprise Ireland come September. So listen, let's get into it. And let's meet the grads. So I might go around and just ask you all for your name, where you're from, to show how diverse we are geographically. Uh, what office you work in and then what sectors you cover so i might start off with my twin of ei grad program 2018 neve kearney Niamh.
2: thanks connor um so my name is neve kearney i'm from a place called camla which is just outside murray so i'm actually from the north one of the the few northy grads that there are um so a little bit of my background before um, working for Enterprise Ireland, I actually did primary school teaching, so I taught for a year um, at home and then I did two years in Qatar. did really enjoy it, but I didn't want to do it forever, so I went back to university, so I went to study in Galway and did a conversion master's in international management. And it was while at university in Galway, um, I saw the opportunity to apply for the graduate program and luckily enough got a place and j- joined Connor in London. So having had a few years experience before this, I was one of the, the old grads starting um, my graduate placement at 25. So that's a bit of my yeah. background.
3: Um, yeah,
0: very interesting and we do need to clarify as well to one of our colleagues that it was in fact 25 that you started leave and not Five years older than not that. Not thirty. Um, I think yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's important to get out there. But listen, you're gone from teaching in Qatar to teaching. All of us how to use our social media and teaching our clients how to export. So not the not the worst change. It makes sense. So um, moving on then to Amy. Amy, how are you?
3: Hey, um, thanks Connor. So I'm Amy Palmer. Um, I am from Galway, and I went to I went to college in NUIG, and I studied commerce and Italian. Um so, so it suppose, like my work background. I worked in a jewellers all through college and um, which is really good kind of. I learned a lot about sales and customer service and then last summer um, um, I did an internship with the Galway Races and I was working as a uh, marketing and PR executive. So that was a really good experience and it was kind of my first taste of office life and um, so I finished that about a week or two just before I did the EI induction, so I was straight into the new job. not off the press. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then in September I was given the sector of talent management and edtech, and um, so yeah, since then I've been working on that sector and doing my best as I can. <laughs> and
0: doing a damn good job, and eh? um, and
1: Kevin, we'll go to you next. Last but not least. Thanks Con. Uh, so I am our market executive to the north uh, in Manchester in our new office there, but I'm uh, originally from the South. I'm a proud man. UCC alum. I studied commerce and UCC finishing up there last year and I joined on with the program with Amy last September. So in Manchester, it's a new office, so we cover manufacturing, local authorities and a few other bits as well in the mix. Uh, but yeah, uh, before my time in Enterprise Ireland, as I said, commerce grad, uh, studied in in the States for a semester. Uh, I worked at Delight for my work placement, which couldn't be any different to <laughs> Enterprise Ireland, but it was a good kind of footing in terms of an office life. And from there, then in, applied for the role as as an Eve, Amy, and yourself, Dave Connor, and I managed to slip through the cracks to Manchester. <laughs> good man, Kev, and. For me, I didn't say it in the start, but I'm like Kev
0: and somewhat like Amy. I'm a commerce graduate from UCD and my role before Enterprise Ireland, I worked as an intern in PwC during college and I studied abroad in UNSW in Sydney for six months as well. So, guys, interesting to hear all of our different backgrounds. We're from four different corners of the beautiful Isles of Ireland and you could hear from those introductions that we've all had experience of living abroad but none of us had ever moved to london or manchester before so i'd be interested in just hearing from each of you what it was like to move over to the uk and you know what were the main hurdles in moving over and what were the main things that actually helped you to settle in overseas
1: so i might go with the last man first this time kevin sure sure yeah, uh, as you said, never lived in the UK before, so it was a big move. Uh, it's something that, like the, the other three, uh, after moving abroad previously, I kind of shrugged it off uh, as going to be a handy move over. But it kind of came on all of a sudden, just the nature of our starting, myself and Amy, we had two weeks of induction and then IMW, which is kind of our yearly get together with clients in Dublin. And we kind of landed on the shores of, of the UK in that Saturday and it kind of hit me all of a sudden. But yeah, it, it's been a, it's been an interesting move and certainly different from moving to college. And it's something I would definitely highlight and I'd be interested in hearing what your views are because your your move might be a bit different to mine. Uh, for me, challenges were moving to a two-person office. I had to kind of discover a social life outside of the office moving over. Whereas previously moving for a university, you're in a college environment and you're just meeting people naturally and you've that kind of a flow going on. For me, my outlet was the JA, which was a huge help moving over and Enterprise Ireland, particularly Park, Gary had me getting set up there before I came over and i a huge advocate for it. But yeah, huge, huge move coming over, uh, but it's something that, it, it, you only get to do a few times in your life, and it was really enjoyable. And if you're really interested to in hear your, your views, I, I imagine it's very different to, to mine in Manchester. Yeah, I think you're the only inter county hurler in the discussion here today, or well, currently <laughs> inter county hurler. And um, you just wanted to make a comment there Connor, that you're a former inter county hurler, is it? We won't get into that one today, <laughs> okay, if People
0: want to want to ask me about it; they can, they can drop me a message. <laughs> that one is amazing. But yeah, that's really interesting. I think it's, it's for you, Kevin, you had a different task because um, myself, Amy and Eve were coming into a group of alumni that had been through the graduate program in London that we could get advice off and we could learn from and we could connect with when we moved over. But for yourself, you obviously met us. Um, you met Amy in the in, in induction week. You met us during international markets week, which I'm sure we'll touch on at some stage. But then you're pretty much shipped out on, on your own uh, over with Laura in Manchester. So I think it stands to you, the way you're able to settle in there. And as you say, making friends through the likes of GA or, or other sports teams is, is an important is an important thing to do if you don't have connections there already. Um, so Neve Amy, I, I don't know for you guys, how did you find this moving over? Were you nervous and what helped you to settle in? Uh, I might ask. Amy first, seeing as you're fresh off the off the boat in some ways.
3: Um, yeah, I suppose a lot of things kind of I found kind of similar to Kevin, and um, especially kind of those first two weeks um, that we had in Dublin with induction and International Markets Week. Um, I think Kevin described it before as it's like Big Brother because you're living in the hotel with all the other um, international grads, and then all of a sudden you're making great friends with people. And then you probably may not see them again for a year at least. So you think you kind of, you make good friends and then you're shipped off to a country on your own. and So that's a bit of a bizarre experience. Um, But I suppose I was kind of lucky in the fact that I have a sister who lives in London um, with her own little family. So that was a big kind of comfort for me going over. Um, But I think it wasn't until about a day or two before I was literally getting on the flight, I kind of thought, oh my God, what am I doing? Um, I'm moving country on my own. What? What? When did I decide this? And um, it does just kind of come and spring up on you. But um, yeah, I think it's luckily it's nothing too kind of unfamiliar. It's the same language. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone has been to the UK at least once in their life before this move. And yeah, I think once you kind of get your accommodation sorted, um, everyone in the office is quite friendly. So those first few weeks kind of you do think back on them and kind of have those nice memories of still not knowing like where anything was or just getting to know people and I think one of the main kind of challenges those first few months was making friends because um, you know a lot of other kind of graduate programs would have a huge intake and everyone's kind of in the same office every day whereas um, this is quite a a smaller office so making friends is definitely a, a kind of it can be a challenge and so I definitely think you need to put yourself out there more and as Kevin said like if you're going on a erasmus you have your big kind of week-long parties where everyone's in the same boat whereas when you move over to a job like this everyone's kind of living their own life now so it's it's a bit more challenging but um, yeah you do just need to kind of put yourself out there a bit more.
0: Yeah exactly like yeah I know we mentioned that there's two people based in Manchester you have Sean Long, who's based up north, around Newcastle. And then there's about 16 to 18 of us down in London. And we all vary in age, the amount of time you have been in London and the amount of time we've been working in the eye. And that means that there's different levels of, you know, you know wanting to make friends or needing to make friends and socialise and that type of thing. So there is part of, you know, trying to make friends outside of work that you really have to put an effort into. And, you know... It was great that you had your family here. And I know, Neve, you, you had a family member over in London as well, which helped you settle in.
2: Yes, Connor, I um, have a cousin who was living at London at the time when I moved over. Um, I think every time I move, it's a very different experience. So I've moved four times before, and each had their own separate challenges and their own benefits. But I definitely think moving to such a big city like London, it can be a bit more of an adjustment to find your footing And kind of find your own friendship group. Uh, A big thing that I thought helped was how many grads were in our office at the time, so myself and Connor joined but there was three grads in the year above. So we kind of um, became quite a good friendship group and hung out outside of work so I found them to be really welcoming and that was hugely helpful um, in settling in, in London. Um, and another benefit I think I had was Connor had his graduation the first week. So I started in the office a week before Connor. So I only had to be the new person for a week before <laughs> Connor joined us, which was, which was good. Um,
1: you also got to make yeah. friends
2: before Yeah, I think it's took a lot time. I, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's maybe shocked me kind of how much longer it maybe took me to settle into London compared to other places. But now that I've settled down there, I actually want to stay there longer and it really does seem like a second home to me. So I'm I really, really enjoy it. And post EI I am hoping to stay in London, and um, which I think is maybe reflective of how, how much you do enjoy it once you get it into once you get into this London stride.
0: Yeah. I and I, 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 I'm not sure if it's the same in, in Manchester Kev, but you know, I think what we've all found in London is just how important finding the right borough for you is when i first moved over to to london i was living in what can only be deemed as a cult <laughs> like it was one of these co-living buildings out around wembley and there just wasn't a huge amount to do none of my friends live there they're all living in south london or east london and none of them would actually come out uh, far enough to visit me and it's funny like it, uh, all of us have now settled in the kind of Battersea Clapham area and that kind of shows that kind of shows where a lot of the Irish are and where there's a kind of a chilled out vibe and stuff so I think it's important to maybe just you know go with the flow I tried to be different originally I knew Irish people were all settling in Clapham and my friends were but then I decided to not go because I was like ah, no, I'll try something different I don't want to be in County Clapham but then I realized that it's actually a lot more correct there so I do think finding the right Borough is so important. So do that research. Talk to graduates here above you, or friends, uh, years above you, and just having that kind of landing block to a social environment is is really important and can help. Uh, so, Kev, I don't know, uh,
3: big
1: Manchester is it the same the difference? Yeah, um, it really resonated what Eve was saying there and what you were saying there, Connor. So I live in a place called Didsbury in, in South Manchester, which is the equivalent to Clapton to Manchester while there's a huge irish population in Manchester the young Irish live in my area like there's a huge gang within a walking distance and I feel like if I was living in northern Manchester my experience would be so different to where it is in South Manchester but it was just something that neve mentioned that really rang true with me your experience in London is quite different to that of Man- Manchester's in the in the scale of the city whereas in Manchester the Irish community is a bit smaller and especially through my links in the JAA, I'm kind of a classic Irish person, that I kind of developed a group of advocates and people who'd look out for you, which is incredibly helpful. Like Connor said, uh, I thought moving over that maybe I'll try and blaze my own trail, that I might play American football or soccer or some other sport and try and, try and keep it arm's length from the Irishness. But after about a month, I ended up diving into it. And it's, it's been really great, especially post-Christmas for me having a group of people there. So some of the guys I heard with are in their mid-30s and they're actively looking out for me. And it's almost like having family members in a city, which is a huge advantage. And that's something I I drive home for any new grads coming in that don't be afraid to indulge in in your Irishness, that there's a reason why Irish communities stick together abroad. And it's really nice to have a base of people that might help you. While that that shouldn't necessarily hold you back from doing other stuff, it's definitely a good base to have in any city. Yeah, and we're also 100%. just generally
2: such good crack as well, Kevin, I actually yeah. have um an Australian flatmate at the moment and she works for Morgan Stanley and she's doing the Morgan Stanley Irish Committee because she thinks through her links of having an Irish flatmate she qualifies and her reason for it is because it's the most crack out of all the societies.
0: Well, they are, listen, and through that like you end up just meeting locals and stuff like that when you have a bit of a social group so you expand from there so yeah I think to make a big city feel that little bit smaller, more homely, you can find a nice self-sufficient borough with its own bars and restaurants and parks and stuff like that, and it, it can really make a difference. So that's, that's about the moving over and the logistics of life. But what about the office? So before I get into the day-to-day job, I'd like to just know a little bit about the offices. So I might get Neve first of all, to maybe talk about where the office is based and a little bit about our culture within the office, touching on, you know, the way we socialise or things that we do beyond just that day-to-day work role.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, I
2: think we're extremely lucky with our office location. So we're basically in the heart of Covent Garden, very close to um, Oxford Circus, but it's just, it's fantastic for going out for lunch, almost too good, one would say. Um. So I think our culture in our first year was probably more a, Friday after work, go for a few drinks. Um, we still do that somewhat, but I think this year we kind of had a bit of a shift where we became more food focused. So every Friday we go out for lunch and try either go to Maison Bab, our favourite, um, bougie kebab place, or else um, go somewhere somewhere new and different. And again, we're quite lucky that in our location in London we can do that. If we had been maybe in like a financial district part. There'll be less options, but it's a really, really great um location, especially for shopping at lunchtime as well. As Amy may be guilty of a few times.
0: So there you go. Yeah, location wise is brilliant. Um Amy, I might just ask you to maybe give some insight into how the office is split up. So how many people are in the office and you know, what teams they're split into.
3: Yeah, um, so for the London office, um I think currently there is about 15 to 16 people um and we're kind of split up into different teams so first is the ict team and um, so there's five of us on that and we cover um things like talent management and edtech for myself and there's cybersecurity, security digital technologies financial services and um, and bpo and consumer services and um, so that would be the ict team and then you have the guys who are on construction and um, so that would be where Neve lies and her two MAs, which would be Anne and John. Um, and then you can go into the like industrial side. So that would be Dara. And um, you have Brian kind of on agriculture. Um, and then there's the retail, of course, with Connor and Ali. And then you can go to um, life sciences. Sorry, I'm trying to work my way around the office. Um, life sciences with um, Mary Claire. And of course, then in our corner watching over everyone is Ev, who is our accounts and admin lady, and um, Ev is Queen. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all split up into our different pods. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a nice way. No one's really too far apart from each other. Everyone kind of chats between themselves and their pods and then even just across the office floor. And um, it's quite nice that we are um, like quite a small-ish office and... Um, 'Cause everyone is kind of really friendly with everyone, there's always a nice atmosphere. and um, sometimes, you know, the chats are serious and work related and other times it's um Ali with her quiz questions there with her polls, and um, probably Neve saying random facts about Jolly Parton. <laughs> um Yeah, the lads in their fancy
0: football. Yeah, there's there's plenty of it and I think Definitely, the open plan setup of the office helps with that big time, so that you don't feel like you're actually interrupting anyone. You can see if they're working or, or not, and um, I don't think anyone anyone criticises anyone for speaking loud or or having to crack or anything like that. And um, so, it is a very good office for that. And I think something that I love about the office as well is just the culture that we have for things outside of of that day to day work role. There's a lot of creativity, like we have a volunteering program, we have a donation program. We've had initiatives around mental health and well-being. We've uh, done Toastmasters, we've done step challenges, we've done things left, right and center. So there's been great things that have helped us to bond it. So just, okay, help this client here or there or whatever it is. And I think that's been, it's been great for us to get to know each other more as a team. And to showcase some of our talents and interests outside of, of that day-to-day job, and um, so obviously Kevin, this has been very London-oriented. So what is life like up in
1: Manchester? Sure, um, yeah, not to be like a broken record, uh, but Manchester certainly is a bit different to your setup than London. So there's two of us in the offices, Connor and myself, mentioned earlier. So it's myself and Laura. So the culture is is a little bit different. We're part of the. Kind of a co-working shared office space uh, serviced office space that kind of a thing in Manchester city center so it's really central which is great and it's really easy to get to commuting wise but we've a, a really chatty office between the pair of us uh, luckily enough myself and laura get on pretty well and we're both often working on the same be it the same sector or same subject or around the same event it's, it's often something very similar we're working on so it's great to have a sounding board directly there in the office and it is a particularly chatty office as well between the pair of us. Uh, Other considerations is we're very much connected to the London office, so uh, I'm sure Connor will touch on it later, but the two locations, one team aspect is a big driver for us in the UK, and we have a lot of communications with the good selves, such as Neve, Amy and Connor on the call from a grad perspective, and with the rest of the MAs in the office below. So while we are a smaller office, we're very much connected to you guys down below, but there is challenges that come with that, and there's different aspects. So going for lunch, so we go for our Friday lunch together, but outside of that, it's, it's kind of play your own ball. And then something that I have a tip for anyone who's moving to smaller offices, maybe if there's someone moving to Europe is listening to the pod, is try and find somewhere close to your office that is like your home away from home. So sounds particularly sad to listen to my home away from home in the office is a coffee shop just down the road i go there maybe four or five times a week and i know the people in there and that in a sense gives me a certain social outlet on my day-to-day working scheme and it's just a quick tip for anyone uh who is moving to a smaller office and also if you're in manchester black sheep coffee great coffee that's my one recommendation back to you connor Thanks Kev, that's a, that's a great kit. I'd be
0: very tempted to to pop up to Manchester now and we return to uh, to normal travel allowances to try some of that coffee decapped out for me if possible. So before I get into the day player, I'm Hazel, just kind of touching that, um, two offices, one team. So the Manchester t- office, like Laura and Kevin, joined in August and September respectively and up until that point it was just the London team and it took us a long time to even refer to ourselves as the UK team because we kept saying London office, London office. But the great thing is now that we do have this communication where the graduates as a group we meet um on the phone lines or we, we go up or down to each other every couple of months or every month to talk about our own needs in terms of development or how work is going and, and to share learnings. And then we meet with Deirdre, the, the manager of the, of the UK team then as well to have a chat about that. And then also the market advisors all meet as well in a similar setting. So they talk about work streams, about development and that type of thing. And then also Kevin and Laura are brilliant for just picking up the phone, giving us a call, asking questions as if they're at the desk next to us in the same pod. So we're, we've really started to develop that uh, proximity to each other, even though we're fairly far away. So it does feel like we now have more than uh, with the event as long as we've met him, which is probably a handful of times, which is a bit mad, Kev. But uh, over the last while during lockdown, we've probably had more calls than I've had with my nana during a lifetime. So um, listen, we're we're on good terms now. But getting into that day role, listen, we talked for 20-odd minutes and we haven't talked about what we actually do. So I might ask Ne. It doesn't have to be about your specific sector. I think what we do in each sector is somewhat similar. But I'm, so I might just ask you, what what is it you do as a graduate or as a market advisor and Ireland?
2: It's such a varied role that it definitely will vary by location and office. But in the UK, it's quite a, it's quite a bigger office, so we seem to be a lot more sector specific. So we will look into upcoming trends for our sector. We might do pieces of research within that. We might run events related to that. Um, all with the goal of helping our clients build their exports, whether that be through building their knowledge or whether that be through introductions at events and things like that.
0: Yeah, okay. that's um that's really interesting. Um obviously I do it, so I should know, but I always struggle when I'm asked what do you do because you know at the moment during lockdown our roles have changed. In some ways, where we're doing a lot of educational pieces to keep our clients updated on where the market is in the UK for their particular sector, what they can do and what opportunities are there for them. But then before lockdown, it was a lot more maybe direct business development where there was a lot of one-to-one work with clients or events that were very much focused on making introductions to people in the UK market, to potential partners or to buyers. and. It's changed a little bit now, but um, it's probably let us show our our creativity as well, and so I know Amy, you've been doing a lot of work on the marketing side of things and and, on our own social media, so that's another area of of work beyond client work that we do, so I I wonder could you touch on that a bit and what you're doing there at the moment?
3: Yeah, um, I think something which is good about this job is, like as Neve said, it can be it can be hard to just def- like define and it's varied per you know per office per um, market even you know per per sector and um, but I think it's it's an opportunity to make kind of make the job your own and, and kind of shape it into something that you want or that you're particularly interested in and um, so as us four kind of as Connor said we always kind of have our little meetings and see what we can add to um the team as a whole we kind of looked at what social media influence we can do and um, because there's a lot of teams across the um across the world um, who are doing really good things on social media and being really creative and um, so we kind of want to bring the UK and um, LinkedIn and Twitter and everything up to that level and kind of just kind of encourage and um, different MAs to use it a bit more and kind of show the real value in it and so that's kind of a little project that we're working on but the one thing I just wanted to add, though, about this job that I think is it's quite different to other um, graduate jobs that you may come across is that from the get go, you're involved in client meetings. Um, I think it was our second week when we were in um, IMW and I was kind of shocked that we were allowed to sit in and even ask questions to these companies. And um, yeah, actually, we both- while you're
0: do you, do you want to actually explain what IMW slash International Markets Week is? and um, just so people yeah. can understand what you're talking about there because it is pretty exceptional i don't think there's anything else
3: like could... it yeah um so basically international Market week is um an opportunity for Irish companies to come to the RDS typically and um meet with market advisors from all different locations so um here you'd have a couple of hundred people from enterprise ireland across the world all coming back to dublin for the week um, and initially the first day and a half are actually like internal seminars and um, kind of hearing what people across the world and back in each point are doing and um, kind of getting inspirational talks and a lot of networking so that was the first kind of opportunity for us anyways to meet um, nearly everyone in the organization so it was a really good experience and then from about tuesday afternoon on um, you're in your little pods in the rds and it's almost like speed dating for um, client meetings. So it's a 45 minute meeting, um, I think you get a 10 minute break and then you're on to the next meeting. Um, so you could have about eight or nine meetings in one day, um, jam-packed schedule. And it's about kind of getting that real value um, with the client. And sometimes it could be the first time they're talking to someone in the AI, they could be a really experienced client and you could be really familiar with them, um, but it's, it's a really good experience. And while this year I believe it's going digital, um, I think it'll still be a great opportunity to get exposure to so many clients um, in such a short space of time. Um, so yeah, I think from that point on, you get your first experience of working with the client and then within a couple of weeks or months, you could be taking those things on your own, which is a really good experience and great exposure.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think myself and Eve, we had it a month into our graduate programs and it really does just catapult you into a work stream for the upcoming four, five, six months. You know, it's where everything really starts between one-to-one work or you realize that out of the 20 clients you met, 10 of them have a similar objective that maybe you can group together in in a certain work program. So definitely um, a huge aspect of this job is just how closely you can work with Either you know establish Irish companies or high potential startups, and it's it's exciting to work with people with such a passion for their companies and and for expanding. And the UK is just such an obvious market for Irish companies to operate in, and to be able to help them in that in 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 expanding that and doing it successfully is just really rewarding in in my opinion. And I think you all agree. So, Kevin, I know I didn't ask you about that about what we do, but I wanted to ask you to start us off and. Okay, what is the proudest thing that you've done in Enterprise Ireland so far, be it with client work or with
1: just, you know, some of your videos or whatever it might be? Can you give us an insight into, into what you're most proud of? Setting up a new office for me has to be the proudest thing I've done so far. Going from point dash, so I set up the printer in the office, I set up the clothes hanger in the office, and going from there to running our <laughs> first event in February is is huge. It's obviously the proudest achievement I have. And from that event itself, uh, running that, going through the minutiae of an event, both me and Laura had never run an Enterprise Ireland type event before. And to be as, as successful as it was, excuse me, well, it was really rewarding and, and probably the proudest takeaway I have thus far. You're, you're, you're represented the rebels well, that's for sure, Kev.
0: Amy, I might, I might ask you for your proudest moment in EI so far.
3: So I'd say my proudest moment um what jumps to mind is actually when I opened up the email um back in February 2019 um to say that I got the job in the London office um because until then I kind of didn't really believe that um I was getting through the interview stage um I kept thinking it was it was a mistake and that they'd kind of find me out eventually but um yeah getting that was a very proud moment and I think the um, interview process for this grad program is almost like the Hunger Games. It's so intense, it's so competitive. <laughs> um, so I think, um, yeah, even just well done to whoever is listening to this because um, it's it's a really tough process. Um, but one since I actually started the job, uh, we we'll probably be running an event in February, and um, that was kind of sector specific. And um, yeah, like I kind of ran events um, throughout the summer. But, I mean that was horse racing it was like the Gower Races festival it's very different to doing a government agency job and um, so everything felt a bit more serious and um, so I think yeah running my first kind of um, Enterprise Ireland event was something that I was really proud of.
0: And you can check out details of that event on Amy's LinkedIn there you go Amy good plug because I know Thank there's a good video you. off the back of that now. Niamh, so yourself and myself are coming towards the end of our graduate programmes. Um I'll let you let a tear roll down from your eye before you answer this one. But out of those out of these twenty one months, Jesus long time, that we've been with Enterprise Ireland, what has been your credit moment, if you can have it as one?
2: It is so hard to pinpoint one particular moment. Um, I think I'm very much in agreement with Kevin and Amy. I think it's so much easier to feel that sense of satisfaction and pride in yourself at an event or following a successful event. And um, because there's such a build up of hard work, there's the conception of the idea, there's building the guest list, there's persuading people to come to the event and um, speakers. So you do put such so much effort into events that by the end of it they are almost you know your baby and you're, you're so excited um, for them to be successful and for them to be over as well so there's definitely a huge sense of achievement in that and um, I kind of, I very much enjoyed doing the trade missions and was lucky enough to actually meet the Taoiseach on one of them so I'd say that was definitely a highlight my few months with Enterprise Ireland was meeting the shock and getting to shake his hand <laughs>
0: Well, there we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> listen, I'd say that's his proudest moment of being as well, I imagine. <laughs> um, so, listen, I think there's lots for all of us to be proud of over times here, um, and it's interesting to hear, you know, the, the array of things that you are proud of from actually getting the offer to setting up a new office, to moving overseas, to you know, doing events and then meeting the tea shock. And for me, my my practice moment is something that is not directly work related, but is something that I've been doing over the last few months with a colleague of mine in in Dublin, Ruth McAvoy, and previously Lane Howley as well. And we set up this um, mindful mornings um, webinar series where every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday we do a half an hour of mindfulness or yoga or CBT before work with our colleagues just during COVID nineteen as we're we're working from home and we're in lockdown and um, so far there's been twenty two sessions and we've had about six hundred people overall doing it. Obviously a lot a lot of repeat customers are right? six hundred individuals, but it's been great to have that connection with all the other offices and to be able to bring something that I'm passionate about personally into work. And I think that's one thing that you can you can say about EI is they really let you Showcase your personality if, if you're open to do that and uh, they really accept you and embrace it Yeah, listen lots for us to will be proud of as I said So just
2: to add to that Connor And um, I think it was amazing as well that you set up a volunteering program in London and um, that was your own initiative If you want to tell people a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah with the uh, volunteering program I just thought it'd be something different that we could do as an office You know, we're only a small team, but we're one of the bigger overseas teams so you know there was an opportunity to do something together, and we started volunteering in a in a homeless shelter, and in a soup kitchen uh, every Wednesday evening. We'd send two people per week there, and we tried to have it as a rotation system where you only go once every six weeks as an individual. But we ended up filling most of the weeks for the year. We had I think it was fourteen people from the office go, and we had people from the ida go and stuff like that. So it was cool to just mix in with, with a centre and give back to an area of London and the centre was actually run by a lady from Dundrum so we were keeping true to our, our Irishness as well even by default when we tried to be away from it so you know that's another example of of things that we can do between social media, Toastmasters, you know public speaking, volunteering, mindfulness, all this stuff there's, there's ways to showcase your personality and, and, and to really add to the office beyond just your own technical and uh, personable capabilities that help your clients. So guys, listen, we know how to move around with the UK. We know what the office is like. We know what we do as jobs and we know what the new graduates need to live with because <laughs> um, all the things we're proud of. But give me a last snippet, a last tip for a new graduate that's stepping into the Enterprise Ireland offices in
1: Manchester, London. I'll start with Kevin, your quick tip. Sure, Con. Uh, my hack or quick tip would be just just be, be prepared, ask stupid questions and keep your ears open. I think often in the first few months in a row, you're going to feel like a bit of an imposter in the room and sometimes it's just good to be prepared to ask the stupid questions. People, people are very happy to answer them a lot of the time and it's the only way you build up that knowledge. So be prepared to be a bit stupid, but just ask those questions and you'll be fine.
0: No, that's great, Kev. Thanks, for that. Um, I will go to Amy next. Amy.
3: Okay, so I have one written down here, and it's probably a little bit less serious than what Kev said. So I actually have two little top tips. Well, the first is don't be like me and find yourself in a bad habit of buying really expensive coffees, um, because you'll find all your wages will be gone. So just uh, cut them out from the start and don't get into bad habit. And um, but the second one would be actually work related and. I used to, I probably still do, get a little bit of fear going into some meetings. Um, If you haven't met someone before or you've met someone before and they might be a little bit more intimidating or, um, you know, you just feel like you may not be able to rise up to their expectations. um, Just kind of remember that they're just people and they're no different to yourself. And um, just kind of go everything through with the conversation and just be yourself. That's my TED talk.
0: Thank you, Amy. Yeah, very good TED talk and I think the jokey one and the serious one are about just as valuable. I would have to back that up, bring in your instant copy and save yourself some cash. Uh, Neve, Kearney, I'll finish off with yourself.
2: This might be a bit of a boring one, so apologies, but something that I would give as a top tip is look at the iConnect Connect um, calendar so that it shows an overview of what workshops are being offered to clients generally um, in East Point or in different locations in Ireland and reach out to whoever's running the workshops and see if you can get involved I through my time have been to the export development workshop value proper workshop and strategic marketing review um, and they've been absolutely fantastic it's really really good to see um, different insights so with the export development workshop that's companies that that are pre-export journey and um, and it's the it's how they prepare for it so have a look at the iConnect calendar and get a few of those workshops into your personal development.
0: And finally, my grab hack is get yourself to Maison Bab, best kebabs in London. Uh, I'm not sponsored by them, but hopefully after this podcast I will be. And just yeah, give it your best shot. Try to settle in and prioritize settling in in your personal sense before you go attacking work because um, you're not going to be doing the best job or looking after yourself if if you're not feeling right uh, outside of work hours so yeah just settle in and you'll be fine the reason you got the grad roll is because you are well capable of doing the job so you be excited it's going to be great and you'll be left with amy and kevin here to to put you under their wings and look after you so guys i'm going to wrap up the podcast there i want to thank amy neve and kevin for being my colleagues and for sharing their experiences of the Enterprise Ireland graduate roles in Manchester and London. Um, I hope that you learned a little bit more about what you'll be facing when you start in September. And if you have any questions, be sure to drop us a message on LinkedIn or to email us. So I thank you all and I look forward to seeing and talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to Enterprise Ireland's Evolve UK podcast. For more information on Enterprise Ireland and our clients, please visit our website, follow us on LinkedIn, or subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast streaming platform.